Welcome to Be Limitless with Tarun Mukherjee. In this podcast, I will be talking about how to be limitless in everything you do in life. It can be your business, it can be your career, it can be marketing, it can also be some of the mistakes which finally make us limitless. So let's be limitless and go beyond our imagination. Hello and welcome back to Be Limitless with Tarun Makhija. Today in our studio we have somebody who is not just one person but I think multiple who does multiple things at the same time and I don't know how. She's a boss lady in true words. She's a certified parent coach and an influencer and a content creator who is consistently providing a lot of value to a lot of moms out there and individuals out there. Not only this she along with all of this also hosts workshops for corporates and institutions she is a mother a coach and an entrepreneur who is on a mission to help 1 lakh mothers become more confident more creative and more courageous we have in our studio riddhi deora riddhi how are you doing welcome to be limitless hi tarun i'm good thank you for having me on your show lovely so how's it been how's the last couple of years been for you you know managing everything from home you know right from multiple roles that you play in your life how has it been for you so far i think the last uh, two years have been like a huge learning curve for me i've learned a lot like i had absolutely very little idea especially about the digital space also i had no idea that i'll be actually becoming a parenting coach i've been very passionate about this topic i've been sharing content for uh, almost 6 years now but i never thought of sort of monetizing this space i never thought that this would actually become my primary business so of course you know a lot of, lot has changed and i love what i do very exciting so every day is very exciting very challenging and absolutely amazing i would say so the last two years have actually been the best two years both personally and professionally because now i'm doing something that i truly enjoy and i get to do all of this from home which is the best part because my first value is family so i get to be around them get to be with them and also serve the community that i wish to serve Wow that's lovely i think that's commendable and i think the last two years have changed a lot of things for a lot of us yeah. okay and they've changed and done a lot of good things for you too that's amazing so why don't you tell us your journey of becoming a mompreneur uh, how did all of it come together as a whole for you right so the starting point was when i delivered my son uh, rajveer this was back in 2017 and as a first time mom i was actually struggling a lot like i feel like a lot of us do struggle because you go through so many hormonal changes your body changes your lifestyle changes things that you do change you have to compromise a lot and because my first value is family i decided that you know i would pause my business for some time and be full time with my child and i allowed somebody else to take care of things at work but uh, I don't think that was the right thing to do because you know I was spending way too much time with my child and when you are spending way too much time you also have this tendency to overmanage so I was trying to plan everything for my child because that's how I am 
and I've always planned things both at work and at home. But with children, that's very difficult because they don't understand plans. They only want to do what they like, right? So I had plans that I'll put my child to sleep at 7.30, which he would not. Then, you know, I wanted to feed him a certain thing, which he would not eat. And it became very frustrating. Also, I was in a very low life condition. I was very uh, low on energy. I remember I used to sit and cry for hours. I didn't know what was the best thing to do. And that's when, you know, I decided that, you know, I cannot allow myself to stay in this energy for too long. There is something that I really need to do. And that's when I decided that, you know, I'm going to educate myself as a mother. I'm going to educate and understand that why is it not working for me? And I started doing that. And there was a huge shift in my energy, which I could feel just in like two months. I was, you know, I was constantly consuming information on parenting. So I used to go to YouTube, then blogs, and I also enrolled for many courses on parenting. And I started consuming information on parenting all day, all night, almost started reading books on parenting. And I saw that there was a huge shift because now my expectations were different. I was not blaming myself. I was not trying to overmanage my child. So those things, when it started working for me, and just when I was doing this, I also got introduced to the practice of Nichiren Buddhism. And uh, we have study meets. So, you know, we meet in a group and then we discuss one topic. So for one of our study meets, the topic was the importance of sharing your experience with others. And something happened to me during that meeting. I kept thinking that, you know, Riddhi, you should share what you're learning with other mothers. And, you know, the meeting was... Uh, basically saying things like you know if you know something and if you are not sharing it with others you're actually doing disservice it's your moral responsibility to share it so the topic was the importance of sharing your experience with others and something happened in that meeting i kept thinking about how can i share my experience as a mother with all the other mothers or how can i make it simple for them just like you know i ma i made it simple for myself after I consumed all that information on parenting. So there was this very strong urge of sharing, but I just didn't know where to start, how to do it and all of that. I had absolutely no idea how I'm going to do it. So I come back home from the meeting and then in the evening I was sitting with my husband and very casually I mentioned it to him that, you know, I really want to do this. I want to share my experience as a mother with all the mothers out there. And my husband was like, you should do it on Instagram. Like, you know, I keep checking. So many mothers are sharing their experience. You should also share it on Instagram. And I was like, you know, Instagram is just not my thing. Because I'm a very, like a very shy person in personal life. I, all, my all my social media handles were very like closed. I, even like I have many albums on Facebook, but they're all hidden. So, you know, it's like a very private thing so I was like you know this is something that I can't even think of doing like you know having a public page on Instagram so but yeah my husband also didn't give up so he was like okay we'll do one thing because he knew that you know till I did not understand how I'm going to share it I would keep poking him and keep asking him Ki kaise kare, kaise kare. so he was like you know we'll do one thing we'll keep your page open for one day if you get more than 500 followers the next day you keep it public. If you don't get it, then we'll close it. So we turned this into a bet. So I was like, okay, because I was so sure that, you know, I'll never get 500 followers the next day. So just before I went to sleep, I made it public. Also changed the name of the page to Mormon's Gates. So just to signal to people that, you know, this page has content on parenting. So that's what we did. And next day when I woke up, I had some 800 new followers. 
and some 2000 plus notifications you know and it was uh, a huge validation for me that this content really works mothers are really looking for such content like like i'm not alone a lot of people want this and i had many messages like you know i tried this and this worked for me i'm going to try what you tried maybe this is going to work for me i'm also going through pretty much the same thing so that's how it started i lost the bet and for almost uh, four years i kept creating content on uh, instagram and it was not very consistent because you know this was not like my business or anything this was just a space where i was sharing and venting out completely out of pure passion so the may 2020s when i first created my first video that was my first video may 2020 till then it was only uh, static posts and uh, twice or thrice a week maybe at the most not more than that but then when 2020 uh, when the lockdown happened and my main business which was my fashion store i have a fashion store in new delhi so of course the retail sector was very badly hit and uh, i because you know again the first value that is you know family showed up once again for me and i decided to let go of my store because I did not want to expose myself to too many clients because I have a small child. So it was a very spontaneous decision. Like, you know, one morning I wake up and I was like, okay, now I have to do something else. This is, then of course there was a huge vacuum. I didn't know what to do. So I started signing up for different courses online just to make good use of the free time that I had. And that was a blessing because I got introduced to really great teachers. So the first teacher that I got introduced to was Saurav Jain. He creates content on uh, how to market yourself on Instagram. And that was the turning point for me in a way because he was the first person to introduce me to video content. So he told me that if you're not creating videos on Instagram, you're wasting your time. And I was like, okay. And, you know, I had this huge resistance. I think everybody has a huge resistance when it comes to creating videos. But uh, there was a part, there was this assignment that we were all given as a part of the course that you have to create a video and you have to publish it on Instagram. So I had to sort of do it as a part of my assignment. So I did it. And I saw that I got a great response on the video, which was my first video. Not so great, but the content I think was good and it did work. And that's how it started. And then for the next three months, I gave myself a challenge of creating three videos a day. So I created almost 250 plus videos in the next three months. And uh, that's how I also kept updating my knowledge on parenting, because when you're making a video, you really need to first get clarity about what is it that you're going to talk about. Then you want to learn, then you have to learn about what is it that you're going to talk about, then uh, write it, then learn it, and then sort of reproduce. So I had to actually learn the scripts initially because I didn't know how to edit the video. So there used to be all one take videos. Now, you know, I can still do it in parts, but initially when I started, I used to shoot all of them in one take. They, they were all uh, less than one minute, but I remember, you know, I used to spend 15, 20 minutes memorizing the whole script and then, you know, just uh, shooting. So I think that really helped. And then I got introduced to many, many mentors. I'm not going to name all of them because I might miss out a few. So that's how it started. And when my Instagram started, uh, Instagram following started to increase a lot because of the video content I feed. 
that's when you know mothers started asking me to do parenting workshops but i just felt that i wasn't very ready because you know it's a different energy you creating content on instagram sharing your experience versus you hosting a room of mothers it's a completely different energy again the resistance showed up for me that i was i just felt that i wasn't ready but uh, i didn't say no and uh, i got certified as a parenting expert in 2020 so it wasn't like you know when i was creating content it was all based on what i was learning i was not certified 2020 before the workshops i decided that you know i should get certified so 2019 is when i got certified towards the not 2019 sorry 2020 end yeah that's when i got certified and 2021 january was my first parenting workshop it was called the five day parenting masterclass so five topics five days and um, so i posted on instagram i got a phenomenal response in terms of registrations and that's how i started so whole of 2021 i was doing parenting workshops and now i'm doing uh, uh, like i have pre recorded topics for mothers so a lot of digital products for mothers and for children and that's what i'm doing right now and this is uh, from my this i've learned from siddharth rajshekar so he's taught me how to sort of uh, get the whole system ready so yes yeah, so i think for me i had not planned any of this but i think the mothers planned it for me pretty much they kept asking for different things and i kept saying okay okay i'll give it to you i'll do it and i just uh, kept figuring out how to do it and and uh, yes and now i've registered my company it's called easy parenting hub so i create a lot of digital physical products for both mothers and children so yes that's how it happened nothing planned but yes i won't say it was very easy i did have to work a lot but it didn't seem like a lot of work because i truly enjoyed the whole process of doing what i was doing so yes that's how it happened wow that's that's like a lot of things to be digested at right one go i would say right from that one bet that you lost sometimes it good it's good to lose bets to you know finding the right people at the right places and uh, i think like you rightfully mentioned if there's something that you love doing because that's what you mentioned that it never felt like work to you i think that's commendable because if when it doesn't feel like work you tend to do it as just another thing you know it's it's not something which which is boring for you and it's something like you said if you know something you give it back to people and that's i think the biggest uh, i would superpower i would say somebody can possess so kudos to that one amazing thing that i want to you know ask you uh is about you said how can you easily very easily in fact disconnect yourself from something that you might have been doing for a couple of years four five years in your professional career how do how does that happen like how do you just disconnect yourself with something on a professional scale that you've been doing for so long how how could you do that so for me i think uh, one thing that i think is that you know i built it and it took me four years to build it if i want to rebuild something like this it's going to take me less time for sure the next time i do it because you know i've done it once so i know the mistakes that i've made i know how to sort of speed in up the whole process the systems and everything so it's if i really want to do it at some point again you know i'm still here and the talent is not gone 
and the drive if it has to come for this particular thing it will show up and i can easily rebuild it for me the i think it's all about what you attach more importance to so for me i've noticed even the first business which was about about like i was selling apparels online on the marketplaces like flipkart snapdeal and i also got like two awards flipkart and snapdeal so i was you know top seller for my particular category on both flipkart and snapdeal but you know when i got married this was in calcutta my first business when i got married i was in gurgaon and i realized that you know i was not being able to manage both things properly for me if i'm into something i want to do it properly otherwise i don't want to do it like i just cannot do it for the sake of doing it and once i got married there was no pressure on me to actually let go of it but it was a very personal decision that i made because i wanted to settle in i wanted to understand my new family i wanted to spend time with them and if i had to do that properly that meant that flying to calcutta twice a week at least if not more if i wanted to manage that properly and i was not ready to make that compromise so and for me compromising the business was easier than compromising my time with my new family so i think it all depends on what is more important to you at that point in your life so at that point in my life that seemed like the best thing to do and i went ahead with it also with riddhi and revika which was my fashion store i felt that at that point for my family and even from the point of view of my business because you know there was no timeline as to when it's going to end it also meant like bleeding a lot of money without making too much and so both commercially and at a personal level i thought that at that point it did not make too much sense for me to be in that business so i let go of it and uh, right now i'm doing this and in my heart i truly feel that this is my mission i truly feel that this is something that i want to do for the rest of my life but i never make that commitment because you don't know what life has in store for you so you don't know what shows up for me some anything could happen right and maybe i have to change gears and do something else but right now i feel that this is the best thing for me so i'm really uh, into it but again you know even though i'm very into it i, I don't really attach myself to anything so if it has to last forever i would love love for it to last forever if not then whatever god has in store for me wow lovely i think uh, what is more important to you at that moment is what you said is how you could take a decision and i think yeah. that's that's equally important for everybody over here was listening to this uh, because maybe for you that was important maybe for somebody else something else might be important so you take up what is important for you and like you said give it your all or don't do it at all you know so you know you talked a lot about creating content on a regular basis you were learning and creating you were learning and creating uh, right from memorizing to now creating them you know creating your videos very easily so how how do you actually create your content now on a regular basis it's been couple of years that you started your journey so what's your process of creating content on a regular basis so for me like initially i was maintaining a social media calendar even now i have like a rough idea but it, i keep moving things around depending on the day and depending on the energy that i feel so i've never run out of content ideas because i think mothers have so many questions that they are always helping me with new ideas so every day on instagram i get so many messages right and every message is an idea so i have this group on whatsapp it's called ideas 
so every time i get a message if i can respond immediately if it's a small response i respond immediately if i feel that this response has to be more detailed it requires uh, more attention then i put it on this group called ideas and then i just answer the question and i convert it either into a post or a reel or a video whatever i feel is best suited to that particular response and that's how i go about creating content and for me now i just uh, have clarity about what am i going to post for the next two days that's it that's it wow yes. that's, so that's next two days i'm traveling and all then of course you know i plan much ahead of time but now i think two days three days maximum like not for the whole month because now i keep uh, getting feedback from others and i keep changing that into content so i don't because right now if i plan 30 days i've tried doing it but i i saw that i was moving things a lot so now i plan for the next 2 to 3 days and then uh, depending on what questions show up those get converted into a post wow that's very interesting somebody who's creating content regularly creates it for let's say 2 to 3 days at a go and that's it that's amazing that's interesting that's new for me because at least people create it for let's say like a week or sorts Well, it's a ten days, or like you said, for a month-long content piece is ready. But yeah, that's interesting. I think uh, that's a very interesting way to go about this. So, like, how exactly uh, do you think it has helped you where you are today? And what do you think is the most important part of your journey to reaching a hundred and fifty thousand followers today? I think uh, consistency is very important on any platform. so that definitely i've tried to be very consistent with my content and authenticity is very important like i think people can feel your energy so it's very important for you to walk the talk so if you say something it's important for you to do it and there are things that i talk about which i feel that i've not been able to achieve 100% so i also mention that you know like if, even in the workshops that i conduct you know if there are things that i talk about i tell them that you know even though i'm talking to you about this thing at no point should you feel that i've mastered it i'm also sort of learning and i'm also on this journey of improving but i want to share this with you because i feel that this is where we all are aiming to sort of this is where we all aim to reach but yeah we'll reach when we have to reach so i just feel that when you can actually be very vulnerable when you can be very open and honest about things that you are not very comfortable with like i had a huge resistance for sales like i just could not sell anything and there was a huge resistance and there are so many mothers who know this about me because in the workshop i've told them about this that you know i'm talking about confidence i'm talking about courage but i'm also struggling at some point so you know like and now you know over over the last two years i've been able to overcome that resistance and now i'm actually selling and now i don't feel that fear anymore so i just feel that it's a journey and we'll all arrive or we'll all get there once we feel that you know the time is right so and i i'm like i don't like to rush things too much so i go at my own pace whenever i feel i'm ready i think i i just want to enjoy the whole process also so i don't want to rush it and start feeling that you know i've been working so much and nothing is happening why is it not happening and all of those things yes. wow i think uh, authenticity is for sure and consistency is the most underrated thing on the planet in anything that you do right from going to the gym or creating content every day 
or uh, you know maybe just you know doing uh, learning something new every day whatever so consistency and authenticity for sure and i think like you said one important aspect which i took from your answer was people can feel your energy and you know when you're honest to them uh, they can sense and they can feel it like you know when you speak about something which you are right now i know that you're 100% honest with what you're saying and uh, you kind of understand whether this person is actually just trying to say for the heck of this video or the person actually believes in what they're saying so i agree i agree with what you're saying so i think all of this put together right from you know started to you started taking workshops to creating content regularly and you know getting to answer so many questions by so many moms which are you know put across to you on a daily basis how do you kind of strike that you know balance between uh, being a mom being a wife being a creator uh being uh, uh, an entrepreneur how do you set priorities how do you strike your work life balance so i think i'm very lucky when it comes to this also because my family is very supportive of my work and my husband is also very supportive so it's not been a huge struggle i think the support is more like you know the struggle is more mental than the physical labor that you have to put in because if mentally you're at peace mentally you know that everybody is okay with what you're doing then it becomes very easy for you so for me there's no sort of mental challenges that i go through on an everyday basis but uh, so for me i think it's not very like for my child because i'm working from my working from home so let's say you know i'm doing this call with you this is going to take one hour at the most after this call you know i have so much time for my child so i can be with my child then if i want to create a piece of content it's not going to take me more than an hour so i'll do that i'll get done with that and i also follow what jeff bezos does he mentions three things in a day but for me sometimes as a mother i feel if three is too much i try to do at least one so one thing that will actually contribute to my mission so you know like through this call maybe you know at least i'll reach out to a few mothers so that would be one thing taking me closer to my mission then i have one instagram live today so that's again you know one thing that is work so instead of trying to do too much in a day i try to do at least two three things every day so i think that again you know consistency try to do little but try to it every day instead of trying to do a lot in the same day and then not being able to do anything the next day so mm-hmm. i think that uh, really helps me to manage and balance everything and follow work life integration so for me i don't separate work and life so if my child needs me right now i'm going to go to my child right now like and if my work needs me i'm going to show up for my work so whatever needs me needs my attention at that moment and deserves more of my attention gets my attention at that moment so i think it's very easy i don't even try to balance it i just try to do what's more important and so if my child falls if he's crying i'm going to leave everything and go to him right if my if i have a submission or if i have to go live on instagram i have to leave my child no matter what right so that clarity is important and uh, yes i think uh, till now i've not had to make a very difficult choice between my work and my child and if something shows up then we'll see what to do wow i think uh, you rightly mentioned like do little but it should contribute to your bigger larger mission whatever whatever your mission may be and do it consistently like don't yes, deviate like to share one thing here like especially for mothers and the mothers who will be listening to this is that you know when we become mothers we feel that you know we have to give up completely and a lot of us you know 
personally i feel that if you feel that spending time with your child makes you happy then of course do that but if you feel that you're somebody who likes to work and you're just giving up completely on your work for your child and this is something that i did and i realized it was a huge mistake i think you should not do that because you know like like supposing you know if you're traveling and there's a bumper on the road you're not going to stop the car completely right you're going to just slow down cross the bumper and keep moving and just like that in parenting when you become a mother your child is like a small bumper so you know you maybe you have to sort of slow down your professional life a little but i just feel that you don't have to stop completely so i think that has also helped me a lot so now i know that i have a child and i'm responsible uh, for my child and i'm responsible to my child i need to be there for my child i need to show up for my child and if that requires me to slow down my professional life a little that's okay so when you align your expectations like that it's okay but it's important that you don't stop completely because when you stop completely you start feeling very unhappy like for me that happened you know when i stopped completely because for me first value is family second value is also to be independent or to be mentally active and to be thinking about something and when that doesn't happen i'm not a very happy person so even if i'm just working for a few hours in a day that is very very important for me to actually balance everything else in my life agreed i think uh, a lot of moms actually pause everything that they were doing in their lives and everything just revolves around the child and you know you just don't think about anything else but that which kind of leads to what you actually faced which was you know feeling sad unhappy because yeah, you don't have a lot of disharmony yeah you don't have a lot of things that you have to look up to apart from the child so you're like what am i doing for myself nothing right. i'm just living for my child which is not wrong but you have to kind of balance the right way like you mentioned and one more thing which you mentioned was uh you know if you're at peace mentally everything is going to flow in the natural process and everything is going to flow very beautifully in your work and life so how do you bring that mental peace in your life like how are you at mental peace at the as a whole in the day right so of course initially uh, when i started it was not very easy like especially when your first value is family and for women i think no matter how much you succeed in your professional career if things at home are not fine you are not very happy with your professional growth also so you want to make sure that everything at home is very good everybody is very happy and all of those things so sometimes when you have to make choices like small small things like you know your husband wanting to go for a movie with you and you have to attend a class so you have to say no to your husband and you have to tell him that you know i just cannot go for a movie with you and that happened with me for almost four consecutive weeks i had to say no to my husband because i had classes to attend and classes to take but yeah so of course you know i felt really weird so sometimes you know those things you will have to manage but then you make up for it later in your own way so you know you tell him that you know okay please stop asking me because i'm feeling bad i don't want to say no to you but i just don't know how to say yes to you because this is also very important to me so initially when i started this was very difficult for me to communicate because i felt that you know i should just wait for him it was very difficult for me to say no to anyone but i've realized that if you keep saying yes to everyone you're essentially saying no to yourself all the time and it all adds up and then you just start to become very bitter and you start to become very frustrated and irritated 
so it's better to say no sometimes and then to make up for it later instead of saying yes and then you know suffering inside so now i've come to that place where i can very easily say no and then i make sure that i do my own things to make it up to them later and that makes me feel good about the whole situation makes the other person also feel uh, better about the situation i agree with you and i think there might be a lot of places where you have to choose between things like you said maybe that session was more important versus that movie yes the time with your partner is equally important but that that moment you have to choose so how do you make that right choice you know like how do you get that sense as to you know what okay uh you know obviously a movie and a session i would say session is more important because you have to learn something and you had a mission in mind but let's say between two things you have to do two things today how do you choose between the two like how do you make the right decision as a whole as an individual what makes you kind of go ahead with a and not b at that moment whatever i feel is going to make me feel happier so you know if okay. attending the class makes me feel happy and makes me feel that this is the better thing to do i'll go ahead with that if i feel that no i think my husband needs me more today i need to be with him then i'm going to miss the class but uh, i just choose whatever i feel is going to be because sometimes when you say no and after saying that no also if you are feeling bad it's better to say yes so you know if it comes to my in-laws i mostly say yes because i've realized that even if i say no i actually end up feeling worse about the whole situation so i try to manage things at work later and i mostly say yes to them with my husband i know that you know i can say no to him and then make it up to him later with my in-laws i just feel that at that moment it's very difficult for me to say no to them so i mostly say yes so it depends on what makes you feel more comfortable what makes you feel more happier and just do that basically lovely i think uh, that's the way to live life do what makes you happy more often okay so i think so far this has been a very interesting chat so this is a segment wherein i am going to plug in some of the questions that some of the mothers have asked us we've picked up a couple of them so the first one in this segment is uh, what according to you is been the best bonding practice between you and your child so far right so for bonding i think acknowledging their emotions that's very important and most of us make that mistake unintentionally like let me give you a small example like uh, let's say your child comes to you and tells you that you know there's a cockroach and i'm really scared of that cockroach so most of us tell our children that you know we want them to be strong and we want them to be independent and we tell them ki darne ki kya baat hai what is there to be scared of a cockroach it is so tiny right but when you say that you are not actually you are not acknowledging the emotion you are actually standing against them right you are telling them the opposite you are telling them that what is the need to be scared so now what happens is your child will stop coming to you or if your child comes to you there is no your child doesn't have the confidence that you know i'm going to get a solution from my mother because you know just telling your child that you know darne ki kya baat hai is not really providing a solution so here you nearly want to acknowledge the fact that your child is scared of the cockroach so you want to tell your child something that okay i understand you're scared of the cockroach can you tell me what about the cockroach is scary so you ask some open ended questions about the cockroach is it the size is it the speed is it the way it looks do you think it's going to bite you you ask those open ended questions and by asking those open ended questions your child will actually stop being scared of the cockroach in a few weeks or months or sometime you know at some point he'll not be very scared 
also your child will get that support that your child wants from you your child will feel okay my mother understands me she understands when i'm scared she understands when i'm hurt she understands when i'm sad so every time your child comes to you with a problem don't tell them that what is the problem <laughs> you have to tell your child that you know okay i understand you're sad can you tell me why are you sad what is bothering you how can i help you so now your child really knows that if your child is feeling something your child can come up to you and can share it with you because when he comes up to you his problem is going to become small so i think this will really help you bond with your child and your child will really uh, be connected with you at a much deeper level and also the other thing is to teach your child how to distinguish between the child and the child's behavior this is very important so and this is again a message for the mothers none of us are trying to fix our children all our children are beautiful all our children are amazing they're all good they all want to do the right thing so we are actually trying to fix the behavior we're not trying to fix the child so when you're trying to discipline your child there doesn't have to be anger or aggression you just need to tell your child that you know i understand that you know let's say your child is not putting the toys back on the shelves so you want to tell your child that you know you're a good child but i have a problem with this behavior can you please help me put the toys back on the shelf so now your child understand that my mother loves me but she has a problem with this behavior so you want to give this clarity to your child that you know i don't have a problem with you i have a problem with your behavior so when you can give this clarity to your child even if you're correcting your child their self worth and self esteem will be maintained but you know if they try to take everything at a very personal level that my mother doesn't love me or my mother is scolding me or my mother is trying to fix me then their self worth and their self confidence starts to reduce so that is something that you want to really make it very clear to your child that you are different from your behavior i don't have a problem with you i have a problem with certain behaviors and then you help your child you're on the same team and you're trying to help your child fix those behaviors so i think that these two things really uh, help you connect with your child at a much deeper level i 100% agree i think ask more and get to the crux of the problem as to what is the fear about a specific thing or anything for that matter and secondly like you rightly mentioned it's it's never the child it's the behavior which is troubling the mother or the father so instead of you know just directly bashing the child go connect with them tell them you know what you are amazing but this bit that you're doing is not good so let's let's correct it together so i think that's amazing i think if if only humans could also do that there would be no world wars there would be no fights there would be nothing at all i think because i believe firmly that there is nobody in this world who is actually wrong it's the situation it's their behavior which came across in a way that you know what that was not right and you just talk it out communicate with other person lovely okay so there was another question which was pertaining to you know you becoming a mommy influencer so somebody asked as to what are the three essential things for me to become a mommy influencer i think i've already answered that but yeah you have to be very consistent you need to be very authentic and the third one would be that add some value every time you create a post so it has to be more about who's consuming your content rather than you talking about yourself so instead of you know you talking about what, like sometimes yes you can do that but i think it has to be 80 20 or 90 10 i think it has to be more about how can they benefit from what you're creating is it really going to help them if it's going to help them they'll definitely come back for more 
but if you're creating content that's not really making any difference in their life there's no real need for them to come back to you for more so i think if you can uh, do these three things i think that's pretty much what you need to do i kind of second that and i think it's always it's always more important as to who you are creating content for versus uh, just talking about yourself every day in day out right uh, that there will be a point maybe when you reach a million followers or more where people are interested in you but right now they're interested in the value that you give so initially probably the value that you give and get on the table is actually more important lovely all right great i think we'll take up one last question which we also had uh, before we get into the next segment does storytelling with red examples play a role in molding the child the way you want so i think this is very effective stories are really really effective and i tell my son a lot of stories and it's so easy for them to hold on to information when you tell them in a form of a story so let me give you a small example so let's say you know if i have to teach my son that taj mahal is one of the seven wonders of the world so it'll be very difficult for him to remember that if i tell him that you know taj mahal is one of the seven wonders of the world and it's located in agra so if, if i just tell him this sentence it's very difficult for him to hold on to this sentence but if i convert this into a story and i tell him that you know there was a small boy called john and he lived in agra and it was his second birthday and his father decided to take him to the taj mahal and they all celebrated they had a great time and agra was looking beautiful taj mahal was looking beautiful and i repeat the story two three times to my son it becomes really easy for him to remember that agra taj mahal seven wonders of the world he, he's going to remember this for the rest of his life because it's very easy for you to uh, register stories because you start associating feelings and emotions with stories with facts you don't really associate emotions and feelings so i think that really helps and uh, i can see it in my son i tell him so many stories and i see him linking back to those stories give you a very funny uh, incident that happened with my son so there was this uh, story about a peacock and a stork that i told him when the peacock was very pretty and whatever and was very proudy of the way it looked and the stork was obviously not very good looking and the peacock was making fun of the stork and then the stork tells him that you know but i can fly higher than you can fly and you know i'm more useful than you are and this was a story that i told my son and then one day we were all sitting and i was at i was visiting my in-laws and my mother-in-law was showing my son like pictures of few girls and he was she was asking him that which one do you like you know which girl is the prettiest you know how dadis have fun she was having fun with my son and was checking his taste in girls so she was asking him that you know which one do you find the prettiest so there was this uh, very uh, pretty looking i think a foreigner child and he told her that you know she i find her the prettiest and then she was like okay so should you know do you want me to get you married to her she was like no she's pretty but she's of no use to me and i was like you know how can you say such a thing you know and i told him that you cannot say such things for you know girls so you like no you only taught me this when you told me about this peacock in the stock story that you know you can be pretty but you can be of no use so you know so they can really sort of connect things and it's very uh, like they can really think in ways that we cannot even imagine thinking so i feel that it really uh, has a huge effect on them and uh, 
very and story books are so good there are such amazing stories about you know being uh, okay with the way you look and uh, helping friends the story about two friends racing and then one friend falls and the other friend goes to pick his friend up and then they both finish the race together that is such a beautiful message for your child and these messages can really change their underlying belief system and if the underlying belief system changes the tantrums also start to reduce a lot so i think the most effective way to change your child's underlying belief system are uh, stories and uh, once the underlying belief system changes the tantrums automatically start to reduce a lot so the underlying belief system you know kids have this these underlying belief system that i should always get what i want i should always be first and nobody should force me to do anything and my life should be very simple this is the basic underlying belief system that most not most i would say all kids have and then you know slowly slowly they realize that you know i cannot be first in everything i can be good at something but i cannot be good at everything then they realize that you know more important than winning the race is to save your friend so you know by telling these stories you change these four belief systems that not life is not always going to be super comfortable but i can still choose to do things even in those uncomfortable situations and i think stories are the best way to sort of communicate this to them and to change their underlying belief system wow i think uh, stories work like magic yes on uh, children and on adults too Even i think adults. Yeah, yeah everybody loves to hear stories and i think like you rightly said if you tell all them all these people like sadguru and gaur gopal das dikishan they're all telling stories and when they tell us stories i think it just stays with us forever and you want to listen to that and you want to know yeah. what is happening in the end because number one people don't people hate suspense <laughs> indian specifically second when you hear a story you always know there is going to be a learning at the end and third like you mentioned it's easy for me to share something important with you in story format versus just a fact that yeah. you know what this is what happened this is taj mahal this is this is this this is that lovely i think that's been amazing all right before we move on to the next segment i just want you to tell i just want to tell you you should brace yourself it is the rapid fire with tarush <laughs> and are you ready for the rapid fire okay do i have a choice i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> all right let's do this okay okay so teaching live or recorded lectures live live okay what do you prefer tea or coffee or something else tea tea what is your go to thing is it reels or blogs blogs because i love writing wow that's lovely okay number 4 is the beach or mountains mountains okay sunsets or sunrise definitely sunrise sunrise all right okay one last thing, one last one is not a rapid fire question but it's a message that you would want to give out to our audience two kinds of people actually three kinds of people you can give one message for each number one entrepreneurs number two for moms and number three for anybody who is willing to just start off his or her career right so for entrepreneurs uh, it would be add value and money is a by product of you adding value so if you add value consistently and if you over deliver your business is definitely always going to grow so make sure you add a lot of value for um, mom influencers 
I think it would be the same. Be consistent, be authentic and keep adding value. And also don't chase the numbers because there is like, you know, at some point all of us start to chase the numbers, but that's when it becomes, uh, work doesn't become fun anymore. It's not fun anymore. So don't chase the numbers as long as you are being able to help a few mothers every day through your content. I think that's better than doing nothing. So if you're doing that, it's great. And the third group was somebody who's planning to start, right? So if you're somebody who's planning to start something, just start. If it's the right thing for you, you are going to stick around. If it's not the right thing for you, at least you know it's not the right thing for you. So you can move on to the next thing. So you'll be saving time and not wasting time. So I think that life has many doors. And sometimes you're lucky to find the right door in the first time. And if you're not, then at least you have lesser doors to choose from. But it's important that you keep opening those doors. If you are just standing and watching those doors, it's uh, difficult for you to grow. So just take the plunge and start. Very well said. I think uh, I'd just like to add one more point on what you said. Try before you say no to anything which comes your way. Like you said, you never know that door might be the right one or if not the right one, you might have to open lesser number of doors. So very well said. I think I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you and I hope the audience does too. I think all the mommies and all the mompreneurs would be so proud of you. And so am I, I think what you've done and what you've been achieving on a daily basis is commendable, right? From managing your child to the house, to your business, to creating content. And like you said, it's a process. If you kind of put it all in a system, it works brilliantly. If you manage your time and manage and plan things very well, it all is going to feel like a cakewalk. And more than that, when you love your work, it doesn't feel like work anymore. So it was a pleasure hosting you. All right. So that was an amazing conversation with Riddhi Deora. If you want to learn more about parenting, and if you are a parent, you must follow Riddhi underscore Deora, which is R-I-D-D-H-I underscore D-E-O-R-A-H on Instagram and on LinkedIn. And if you think that this podcast has given you some kind of value, Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to give us a rating. And if you have any questions, any feedbacks, any more things that you want to share with us, you can always send them across to us on team Tarun speaks at the red gmail.com or at the rate Tarun Makija 01 or team Tarun speaks on Instagram. It has been lovely hosting you guys. Thank you so very much for being a part and coming till the very, very end. You know what to do wherever you go, whoever you meet and whenever you can. Don't forget to smile and spread a smile. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming till the end. I would love to read your feedback and your story of going limitless. See you in the next episode of Be Limitless with Tarun Makhija.